<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Facing Fear podcast. On this show, I interview individuals who have faced fear, but also this year the show has really taken a turn and I've become the person facing a lot of fear. In fact, on Friday, October 14th, that is my cancerversary. It is the one year since I've been diagnosed with cancer. So this episode is going to be a little different. Instead of sharing, you know, a recap of the year or things I've learned or things I've loved or hated, whatever, I'm actually going to share an essay that I wrote based on a writing prompt from an organization I'm growing to love called Wildfire. Wildfire is a breast cancer magazine and community for and by the ones too young for breast cancer, which is exactly me. Now, this episode's also going to be unique because Roman, our baby Aussie doodle, is in the background in my office, and I'm sure we're going to hear from him whether it's wrestling with his toys, trying to bang down his little barrier cage thing, or the occasional bark because he is peacefully playing with himself. Um, with his toys, I mean. <laughs> um, yes, we got a dog and he is adorable, but puppies are challenging. And this is a very new adventure for us because my entire life I've been allergic to dogs and truthfully have not liked them at all. But cancer changes your perspective. He's hypoallergenic, does not shed, and we're in love so far. So here comes a little bit of a special episode as I think about and celebrate my cancerversary this Friday. It all started when? It all started when I saw a dimple in the mirror and thought, hmm, haven't noticed that before. When a few days later, I raised my arm overhead and could feel around in that area and thought, hmm, yeah, there's definitely a bump there. When weeks went by and it didn't seem to go away or get smaller. When I made an appointment with my beloved gynecologist thinking little to nothing of it. When time passed and the appointment arrived, smashed between meetings and work and life and business, and I seemingly forgot about it until then. When we exchanged our usual upbeat banter, she felt around longer than usual, 
agreeing with me. Something was definitely there, but not to worry yet. It all started when she scheduled me to see a breast specialist a few weeks later, and I honestly forgot about it until the appointment arrived. When I went into my 8 a.m. appointment, expecting to miss only an hour of my day, it all started when I kept advancing through mammograms, ultrasounds, and other tests, feeling around the odd pit in my stomach, but swallowing it down, because when it comes to medical stuff, I'll just keep moving and I'm not that scared. When I was asked if I had time to do just one more test, and I said yes after texting my boss, hey, I'm going to be later than I thought, I'll just work from home for the rest of the day. It all started when a nurse handed me an aftercare one-pager that included care like an ice pack, taking ibuprofen, calling if it gets infected, and taking time off exercising for the next 24 hours. It all started when the worry started to creep in. When my mom kept texting me wondering if I was still there at the appointment, when both she and I knew she could easily check my location on her iPhone, closing the 900-mile gap between us. When I started to feel slightly annoyed, she kept asking, but also naive of why did she care so much about this particular appointment. It all started when I let a doctor I have never met before numb my right breast and stab me with a needle attached to a machine that would suck tissue from me, sounding like a lawnmower. When I was stabbed repeatedly in one of the softest patches of my skin, not feeling pain, but the worst version of pressure. It all started when I called my mom on the way home, recapping the appointment slowly and finally putting the pieces together in my head that I was being tested for something major, maybe even cancer. It all started when I dared not to speak that sentence aloud, when the conversation between my mom and I felt weird, but I couldn't put my finger on why. It was never weird with my mom, my best friend. It was the feeling of words unspoken on the invisible phone line, 900 miles between us. It all started when I came home from the appointment with an ice pack on my boob telling my husband, hey babe, kind of crazy. They had to stab me in the boob and take tissue for me to be tested. And his response being a simple, I'm sure you'll be fine. Leaving unspoken fear on the countertop between us as we disconnected wide-eyed glances. When I spent the next three incredibly long days wondering, will I, won't I? It all started when my life flashed before me and parts of my 30 years jumped off the pages as highlighted clues that were revealed to me as to say, see, we were here all along. Doesn't it make complete sense that you'll have it? Did you accidentally manifest yourself? Who is to blame for this? Is it you? It all started when... I kept waking up and walking around to go to work and teaching fitness and being there for others and having fun. All the while, a gray cloud hung over my head as a reminder of, hey, you might have cancer. It all started when I kept a huge secret of worry from my closest soulmates, my siblings. When I acted like it was a normal week in the family group chat, when I didn't tell anyone that I believed the puzzle pieces of my life were falling into place into my core, I knew I was going to have it. It all started when, like a naive future cancer patient, I kept checking my chart on the day they told me to expect results. And even worse, that I would get them before the doctor called. It all started when I vowed to wake up and work out and dress in an outfit that would make me feel confident and beautiful, yet being unable to ignore the pit in my stomach. 
come on, my chart, where's my damn notification? It all started when I told myself I would stop checking, and yet I dragged my laptop, meeting to meeting, glancing down and hitting refresh every 10 minutes. It all started when the test results finally came through, when my brown eyes darted around the screen scanning for words, you do or don't have cancer, knowing damn well that's not how a test result would spell it out. When I had to type into Google, does carcinoma mean cancer? (sighs) All the while waiting for the results to come back and thinking, why the fuck don't I know if carcinoma means cancer? Does it? I think it does, right? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's a lesser version of the same thing. Why don't I know what it means? Why don't they just say cancer? It all started when I copy and pasted more of this new vocabulary into Google, landing myself on the American Cancer Society's breast cancer page, playing bingo as I started to see more words match from my my chart results onto that page. Shit. Do I? Don't I? Why is this so hard? It all started when I blacked out for the rest of that meeting, walking, yet basically floating back to my desk, placing my phone face down, only to immediate turn it back over. When are they going to call me? The phone ringing a 317 number I didn't have saved about a minute later. Shit. It all started when I instinctively grabbed my laptop, a pen, notepad, and headed outside my corporate office to sit in the parking lot curb and answer the phone. When the doctor I had met just once, who stabbed me in the boob, started reading me the results and telling me she was sorry. I asked her to define and explain words I didn't understand, and we ended the call with me asking, So, I should tell people I have breast cancer? Like, actual breast cancer. But I feel completely fine. And her response saying, yes, that is what you can tell your friends and family. It all started when my husband brought my missing pants to my cute and confident outfit to the office in the middle of the day because he was on fall break and me getting up early that morning while being distracted thinking about whether or not I had cancer caused me to miss a part of my outfit at home. When I looked up at the sky and thought, damn you, God, your timing is perfect. I cannot believe you delivered him to me like an angel in such a perfect way. It all started when I got to tell Jacob in person, the first human I said, I have breast cancer, allowed to. When we sat feeling confused and shocked, and he took my hand promising me that we would put this above anything else, it would be our priority and it would be okay. It all started when he left, and I attempted to go back to my day, when I stared into the sky and saw a carnival sign that said, Welcome, with flashing bulbs, a fun font, and everything. It stated, Welcome to Cancerland. I also noticed two warning signs hanging beneath. One spelled out words in all caps, bold and black, that said, No Return. The other, a yellow warning sign to prepare me to leave behind my natural breasts, my hair, and the body I'd known for 30 years, and to lay down all my visions of what I thought my life would be. It all started when the calendar turned to Thursday, October 14th, 2021. So that essay is something I wrote during a free writing prompt class. And it paints a picture of an important part of my journey that I really haven't shared with anybody. And it was from that day that I had the breast biopsy to the day that I actually found out I had cancer. 
a year ago, a year ago this week, I was silently freaking out, watching the world go by me and every freaking day wondering, do I have it? Do I not? Do I have it? Do I not? Being unable to tell anyone, honestly, even Jacob, how worried I was and the text between me and my mom simmering down to nothing. But did you know? Do you know? Do you know yet? Did you get the results? Did you get the results? This whole thing started for me a year ago this week. And it's absolutely wild to think that I have lived with this for a year. It feels like a lifetime and at the same time, no time at all. I can't believe all I have given up, how much I have changed from the inside and out, what I have survived, what's knocked me down, what's picked me back up, which friends of mine are still around and those of who we've lost connection. I cannot believe the support I've been shown and the love and the cards and the gifts and everything that has helped me survive. I hope to live to 100 years old. And this was just an obstacle to show me how strong I am and how fortunate I am that even though this sucks, this was hard, this was awful, I can do hard things. Thank you for listening to this unique episode I'm going to put the entire essay on my website, facingfearwithsarah.com. So if you prefer to read it, you can read it there. Maybe you can share it with a friend who's going through something similar. And let's see how we can help each other survive this crazy world. I really appreciate everyone being with me and allowing me to continue to create art and listening and caring and purchasing merch and everything you've done for me over the past year. It all started when the calendar turned to Thursday, October 14th, 2021. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Facing Fear podcast. I'd love to know what you think, so please leave a review on Apple's podcast app, or you can go to the Facing Fear with Sarah Facebook and leave a review there as well. If you or someone you know has a story of overcoming fear to pursue their own definition of success, please submit yourself or that person as a guest. You can do that at facingfearwithsarah.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the social media world. You can find the show everywhere at Facing Fear with Sarah or communicate directly by emailing hello at facingfearwithsarah.com. You made it to the end of the episode, so I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal and This is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who 
and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.